sugar. Yes, please. Maroon 5 is a dumpster fire. <laughs> hey, sis, hey, 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 no, baby. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Uh, Did you want to talk about boys? <laughs> I was busy thinking about boys. In the the Black Mirror with Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus is a robot and... And she, like, is a pop star robot? She's, like, supposed to be the friend of whoever owns, the like, the doll. And she's like, hey, want to talk about boys? As, like, one of her <laughs> <laughs> pre-recorded things. Hey, I'm at Suge Knight. Hi, I'm at Jenneth Parcell. And together we are boss, boss hags. As in, have a great summer and our eggs are dying. <laughs> let's dive in. Today's First of all, topic. let's make small talk. Oh, yeah. Please stop trying to get down to business. <laughs> First of all, let's shoot the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Any big news? I went to my last therapy session with my current therapist because I'm moving. He sounds hot. Yeah, he's a hot single in our area. I would like to be set up with him for free therapy. Even though he has two first names? That's kind of a deal breaker, so never mind. Yeah, like his last name is a first name. I know how you feel about that. Also something huge that has gone on in your life, watching 15 episodes of Love Island. (laughs) You guys, we started watching season four of Love Island, a British reality TV show that maybe is the best worst thing I've ever watched. And I'm like watching it with our good friend Amy Elms one night we're on episode 10 and we realize there are 58 episodes in just this season and we're never gonna finish yeah because Jenny's moving to the east coast I am she's not west coast enough but to all our fans out there I'm still gonna be recording with Suge nothing's gonna change don't freak out so little time, so much to do. I'd rather spend my day with you. <laughs> ASMR of Allison drinking water. It's water because I'm healthy. The subject of today's sode or ep, <laughs> whatever you like to call your... That's youthful slang for episode. Is Mary-Kate and Ashley. They Olsen were, with yeah. an E-N. They don't want to be called the Olsen twins. They want to be called Mary-Kate and Ashley to separate themselves and present individuality. They're big believers in duality. That's why their production company is called Dual Star. Or was. It's probably disbanded at this point. Mm. And that's also why one of their fashion lines was called, is called Elizabeth and James. Because it represents the duality. Of man. Of man, of gender. Of their siblings. Of their siblings who are named Elizabeth and James, but they claim that the line is not named after Elizabeth and James. That's very strange. They're like, oh, this happened to just be my, (laughs) our brother and sister's names. I think this is a good time for me to announce that I'm starting a podcast network called Sarah, Catherine, and Benjamin, but it's not named after my three siblings, Sarah, Catherine, and Benjamin. Yeah, don't... (laughs) Don't get it twisted. Don't let this get to your head, Sarah, Catherine, and Benjamin. You're not getting any free shit from me, Sarah, Catherine, and Benjamin. This isn't about you. Do you like the fragrance? Because I know there's white and black fragrance. Uh I feel like the white one is supposed to be the more sandalwoody feminine one, right? They have bourbon, 
and they have gray, French gray. And I know that there were black and white because they had black and white dry shampoos. <gasps> like, they weren't colored that, but they had different holsters. Or... <laughs> containers that made it sound like i was putting them in like a gun holster on You're my waist have like a western standoff i've never even looked at the clothes i know that's like extremely high high fashion clothes <laughs> well i have looked at the clothes for their other fashion line the row for which they have won very recently a bunch of awards and they said that they started the row because they wanted to create the perfect t-shirt i don't think i've ever owned any mary kate and ashley merchandise it's too expensive the row is like prohibitively expensive yeah i've looked up stuff on there and it's like even when they're having a big sale a really basic shirt is like 700 dollars. could could the olsen twins make some clothes for us for us plebes troglodytes they kind of popularized homeless looking outfits that were high fashion yeah like a boho bohemian chic the look consists of oversized sunglasses boots loose sweaters and flowing skirts with an aesthetic of mixing high-end and low-end pieces okay that's what wikipedia says but i can guarantee they have no low-end pieces yeah they don't know what low-end is and that's fine we respect that in 2004, they made news by signing a pledge to allow full maternity leave to all workers that sew their line of clothes, clothing in Bangladesh. Yeah, but anyway, I guess I'm getting off because I should go back and start with... Mary-Kate and Ashley were born June 13th, 1986 in probably California. <laughs> and then in 1987 is when they were on Full House. They were less than a year old when they were on Full House. So they basically, like, stepped out of the womb and they just stepped onto the set of Full House. The mom gave birth on set and then <laughs> signed her children away. It's like the Truman Show. Yeah. See, it says they were born in Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks? Mm-hmm. That's in California. They just have California girl vibes. I just want to say, like, if you really like Mary-Kate and Ashley's parents, you're not going to want to listen to this because we're probably not going <sighs> to love them. We're going to roast them just a teensy teens because they're, like, obviously exploiting their children. Their parents are named Jarnet <laughs> and David. Jarnet and David Olson. David and Jarnet got divorced in 1995. That happens to be the year that Full House went off the air. So it, it ran, ran from 1987 to 1995. The last episode of... Full House aired May 23rd, 1995, and it was the second in a two-part series called Michelle Rides Again. Michelle suffers amnesia, and the rest of the gang tries to help by recalling moments from the past. Okay, I remember this, where they were, like, reminiscing. Yeah, it's just sort of a flashback montage episode. Yeah. Those are probably my least favorite kinds of TV episodes. Such a cop-out. That's why... A narrative till the end. Yeah. Okay, so all I know about their parents is Mary-Kate and Ashley have said on multiple occasions that they would not wish their upbringing on anyone else and that their upbringing was like being in the army because it was so strict and 
rigorous and they had to work so hard. Well, they started Dual Star in 1992 when they were six years old. Yeah, well, they I'm, started yeah. it. I'm doing air quotes for our audience that can't see me. At age six, they woke up and just wanted to put their shoulder to the wheel. <laughs> they wanted to lift their weight for once. Yeah, but yeah, so that was already, they had already been on Full House for five years. I'd rather spend my days with you. And if that day's not enough. Their first movie was to Grandmother's House We Go. What happens in that? They, like... Run oh, away to go I to the grandma's. Yeah, yeah, they want to go to their grandma's, so they try to run away, but they, like, are kids and don't know how to get there or what to do, and they keep running in a different... Hilarious hijinks. Exactly. Hijinks ensue. Yeah. And then the next one was Double Double Toil and Trouble, which, can you put a bleep over this? Yeah. Fucked me up. I just remember being kind of spooky for me, a two-year-old. <laughs> one bite you or something? No, I was just... <laughs> A chicken. But then I started liking them. Remember when I sent you that Venmo that was just like all the stories of dogs in my life? Mm -hmm. I digress. They were in The Little Rascals for like a split second. I remember how the West was fun very vividly because there's this part where they think they strike gold. I literally (gasps) haven't looked this up. They think they strike gold, but it's fool's gold. Yeah, and it was called Iron Pyrite or something. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Pyrite. I'm so impressed that you remember that. The grandma was, or whoever told them they struck fool's gold was, like, laughing in their face. Like I remember bitch. there also being an old guy with maybe a hat. We did a really good job trying to re- remember that. Okay, so after that, they go into the Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley movie series. Where they solve any crime by dinner time. So that, Do you have any specific memories of episodes of that? I can remember something where there's snow and they touch it and they're like, it isn't cold. And then I don't remember what the snow is. I didn't look it up because I'm too good to do that. Well, we're trying to be raw and real. We're not trying to present a front like we know everything. (laughs) My favorite episode of The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley, or I guess installment, is the very first one. And... What's it um, called? What's it called, huh? The Thornberry Mansion. <laughs> yeah, the case of Thorn Mansion. I yes! was just testing you because I was like, she doesn't remember. <laughs> Basically, there's all this mysterious stuff happening. So this sweet old lady who's a busybody calls the Olsen twins, Mary Kate and Ashley, because she was she was like. Something is afoot. I'm going to call these eight-year-olds to solve this for me. (laughs) Yeah, like something's up. These eight-year-olds can help. So she calls them and she tells them that the house near her is haunted. So Thorn Mansion is haunted. And there's all these weird sounds and goings on. And then they perform an exorcism. Yeah, it's basically like the prequel to The Conjuring. All of the stuff that was mysterious and made the mansion seem haunted was really just a beekeeper at the mansion who was like wearing this big old beekeeping suit that made him look like a monster and was beekeeping on the grounds that's why you don't (laughs) trust beekeepers never trust a beekeeper that's what i learned from mkna over the time period when they're doing the adventures of mary kate and ashley it goes from 1994 until 1997 and this is, like, also going on at the same time as they're are doing, you're invited to Mary-Kate and Ashley's sleepover party. Remember those? Like, you're invited to this party. I don't remember that. 
You don't remember the song or anything? Sing it. You're invited. <laughs> I don't remember the rest. Hi, I'm Mary Kate. Welcome to the show where Ashley and I get to tell you our favorite jokes and play you our favorite music videos. Let's get started with the knock knock joke. Knock knock. Who's there? Euripides. Euripides who? Euripides pants, you buy me another pair. Oh boy. But that wasn't the song, but I'm glad you got to hear that. But is this when they did lots of their songs? Is that, like, all those little songs, like the chocolate and broccoli song? And wanting to sell their brother. Yeah. And like, they keep lowering the slavery. price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's older than them, right? Well, his name is James, but doesn't he go by Trent or something? <laughs> Why would you go by Trent? <laughs> yeah, he's older than them. Because I was just thinking, since they're so little, if he was, like, a tiny baby, maybe that wouldn't be as hurtful. But if you're, like, nine and your little sisters are like, I'm going to sell you, and the asking price is going down, that's very upsetting. It's also kind of dark because they're really reinforcing the sort of imbalanced power structure in their family. Because they're younger than him, but they're like, we have power over you, bitch. Yeah, because our parents figured out how to exploit us from day one, but they couldn't ever exploit you. Trent in air quotes. <laughs> Think if their fashion line had been called Elizabeth and Trent. <laughs> Elizabeth and Braxton. Elizabeth and Braxton. Oh, he's listed as an actor if you Google him. And he was born in 1984. And he looks like kind of a dicked up version of the other three. <laughs> it's me, Trent. <laughs> We're still going to keep going through their filmography, but I just need to say, Ashley is one inch taller than Mary-Kate, despite what the media wants you to think. Yeah, the fake news media would lead you to believe that Mary-Kate is one inch taller, but Ashley is, in fact, taller. Look it up. There's an Oprah clip where she says it, but if you Google which one's taller, Google's like ignorant about it yeah disrespectful frankly this also might be a good time to talk about how to tell them apart so ashley used to have a freckle on her upper lip but it's gone now it has faded but they do put that out there anyway (laughs) they don't care if it's a waste of our time to hear it (laughs) she ashley is one inch taller than mary kate and she has like a slightly shorter rounder face that's how i always can tell if it's her Ashley Olsen has always had my dream eyebrows. Mm, But not Mary-Kate? No, Mary-Kate has had thinner eyebrows. I'm sure they're probably on par with Ashley's now, but, like, look at them in the early 2000s and you'll be like, Ashley. There was a time in, like, the mid-2000s where she had bright blonde hair and Mary-Kate had brown hair. Yeah, that was the easier way to tell them apart. And Mary-Kate was definitely, like, at the peak of her eating disorder at that time. Unfortunately, yeah. So it was a little bit easier to tell them apart. But also, Mary-Kate's cheekbones are, like, lower down and wider. We took a quiz. Yeah, and it was literally 31 questions long. 31! And it was tough. Like, I think any noob could look at a picture of Mary-Kate and Ashley side by side and probably be able to tell them apart. Okay, any noob... (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty reductive. No, I just don't know if you hadn't really seen them before, if you would know. Okay, you're right. If you were given these helpful hints we've given you earlier. Exactly. If you were to to heed our helpful earlier counsel, you would probably be able to tell them apart side by side. The comparison makes it easier. But 
This 31 question quiz, it be showing you them one at a time and sometimes from when they're younger and it's harder to tell. So we both took the quiz. So Suge got 94% accuracy and I had 84% accuracy. So Suge is the true fan here. And at the time, I didn't even know the shit about the upper lip freckle. Yeah. So it's just innate. Good for me. You were born knowing it. God gave me this gift and I need to... (laughs) exercise that muscle every day yeah exactly when i'm exercising my body i also look up pictures of mary kate and ashley to exercise my mind i will also say that although i got 84 percent the uh zimbio quiz still designated me an expert and it says you know this dynamic duo like nobody's business i will give it to you that was also pretty good one other thing is According to an interview on Ellen, Mary-Kate is the one that can talk her way out of a parking ticket and she's the better dancer. That's true. She did say that and they both agreed. So also Mary-Kate is left-handed and Ashley is right-handed. Michelle Tanner was thus necessarily ambidextrous. So Michelle Tanner was a powerhouse of a human being if she got both their powers. Incredible. I want to respect their filmography. So let's respect their filmography and continue to talk about their movies. They were in It Takes Two in 1995. Incredible. Featuring Steve Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley. Um, Which, I mean, great film. I've watched it in the year 2017. It's the most (laughs) recent time. Actually, same. No, I think I watched it in 2018. Not to flex or anything. (sighs) That's fine. Thank you for being honest. I mean, I'm just kind of grouping all the adventures and the um, you're invited to their party together. Mm -hmm. I agree with that choice. I respect them, but I don't want to talk about them at length. (laughs) They go on from 1994 to 1998, so from the time they are 8 until they're 12. So then they make Billboard Dad. When did you watch that last Two days ago. Did you see that cool kid with where he pretended he had a tattoo so that he wouldn't have to dive? He's such a baddie. Doesn't he have bleached hair too? He has bleached hair and an earring. But it's just, it's funny because in so many movies from our childhood, they had these people that were clearly not baddies playing baddies. (laughs) So they were so pure, but they were like, I have a leather jacket, so I'm a baddie. I mean, I'm sure that happens to every generation. It's not just an affliction for us, you know? That's true. So in that movie, their names are Tess and Emily Tyler, and their dad wants a new wife. A trope (laughs) in so many Mary-Kate and Ashley films is that their mom is dead. Yeah. For some reason, it's always they have some mommy issues. Maybe they wrote them. Maybe they wrote them themselves just because they were, like, sending a message to the mom. Yeah, they were like, sorry, Jarnett. You exploited us too early on. We don't even know how to act like we have a positive relationship with a mother figure. So in Billboard Dad, their mom's hella dead. He wants to go on dates and they go... Well, he doesn't want to. He doesn't know that they're doing it. He's just like lonely and they realize it and decide that he needs a new girlfriend. So they go put up a billboard. I wish that you guys would do that for me. Put up a billboard. Look outside your window. I will. <laughs> they do that and he starts getting all these this tale from that <laughs> ad. But then there's this montage of bad dates that he goes on where they're all psychos. And I kind of resent 
movies that have montages of bad dates that are like women psychos no like like really over the top bad dates instead of just having them be bad in a normal way because dating is horrible and it's not because they're like psychos plucking hair out and like flossing with it at the dinner table it's because they're assholes (laughs) that's deep dude I know. Doesn't the dad, like, end up falling in love with, like, his assistant or something? Like, someone who was under his nose the whole time? No. Shit. Basically, there's a woman who writes in, and she gets a date with him. He agrees to go out with her. She brings her beautiful optometrist friend with her in case he's a psycho, and he accidentally meets her friend first, and they, like, really hit it off. And so then he starts dating the optometrist friend. But then he finds out she's a bitch. Well, he has an evil agent that's stealing money from him who convinces him that she's a bitch because he's worried that him being so happy will affect his art. But then it all works itself out. The agent ends up, like, selling shitty art on the street and being SOL. And Max ends up with his beautiful blonde girlfriend. Happily ever after. The blondes are always beautiful, am I right? (laughs) It marked the end of their children roles, that movie, according to livingly.com. Yeah, they definitely weren't children in that. They were. And it started the beginning of their teenage years. It's true. I think they were like 11 though, right? They were still pretty young. Whatever. Please don't. Will you please respect my privacy? I'm tired of rumors starting. In 1999, they released Passport to Paris. It's a good one. Yeah, they have, like, that French boy. Yeah, so they, like, go to live with their grandpa, who is conveniently an ambassador to France. They live in his mansion and, like, get the stuffy waitstaff to loosen up and try hamburgers. And they keep sneaking out to hang out with these two French boys. So, I haven't seen it in a while, but what I'm imagining is that the waiters are, like, pish posh and, like, stuffy, and then they try a hamburger, and they're like, oh, I've been an asshole this whole time and could have been eating hamburgers. That's exactly, that's exactly what happens. Hamburgers. I shouldn't say that because I haven't eaten a hamburger in, like, 20 years. (laughs) Fun fact. Put that on my IMDb trivia. So, uh, for those of you who are updating constantly updating Allison's IMDb trivia. She likes club sandwiches and not really hamburgers. Yeah. And she's one inch taller than me. Am I really? No. How tall are you? Five foot five. Me too. (sighs) I'm five foot four and three quarters. Oh. Let it be known (laughs) that Allison, (laughs) Allison likes club sandwiches and not hamburgers. And... That she is a quarter inch taller than me. Everyone loves to use you as a baseline for measurements. So People always be using me as a baseline. I could be that same height. I don't know. I haven't been measured in a while. Like, Should we to just r- remind me. Measure you real quick? You remind me of a girl that I once knew. I'm singing Usher. Oh. So in... In 1999, they do have one of their, you're invited to Mary-Kate and Ashley's fashion party thing. So it wasn't necessarily the end of their kid roles. Did they kiss boys in Passport to Paris? Like a bunch of floozies? 
Great question. I think that they do, but it's like very PG. It's very G, honestly. And in the year 2000, they're on an episode of Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, when I see those happy faces (laughs) smiling back at me. You know there's no greater feeling than the love of a family. Where can you go when the world is... <laughs> okay, I just want to say I went onto the 7th Heaven IMDb page and the fifth actor credited is the dog Happy. <laughs> Happy was on 243 episodes. What? Let's see if it has his death date on here. Shit. He died at age 15 in October 2010. We just missed him. Happy is played by a 30-pound mixed terrier whose real name is Happy. What are the chances? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. (laughs) R.I.P. Happy and happiness. The perfect... I hope that Happy had a good few years after 7th Heaven wrapped. I bet he did. Do you think that Happy's life was like the Truman Show? Because he believed that his real life was the seventh heaven set. That's such a thought-provoking question. Something to really chew on for a while. So, after seventh heaven, they continued their globe trotting. They did. Can I be honest with you? What? And our fans? I've never seen our lips are sealed. Maybe this will sell you on it. I can remember that... On it, they drink a whole can of soda and then crush the soda can on their head. Oh. Are they in Australia? Yeah. So in it, the premise is that they keep getting, they witness a crime and then they keep having to relocate because of the crime family following them. They're in the witness protection program. They have all these cutesy fake names like Maddie Parker, Carla Fraunfelder (laughs) is what I'm looking at. Um, Mary-Kate's IMDb. And I can't remember the conclusion, but I can remember it's a good show. Wow. I love their their global adventures. They wore little bandanas that matched their shirts. It's got to be pretty tough to be in the witness protection program and be twins. A cursory Googling of twins that have moved into town really might tip you off. Think if you were like on a mission to take out 14-year-olds. Jason Clark with an E at the end of his name is in it. Who dat? Oh, he's Australian. He's in Zero Dark Thirty. Oh. He's in Chappaquiddick, First Man, Terminator Genesis, Lawless. He's a pretty big deal. Oh, Great Gatsby. Okay, so the next movie that they make is Winning London. Woof. Winning London. You know there's no greater feeling. She's making that up. She's fretting false canon this is actually a very important time for me to bring up my friend glenn he is a very big mkna fan and i asked him to make an official statement on mary kate and ashley olsen so here it is i can say unequivocally that their performance in winning london inspired me to start my high school's model un club in ninth grade Despite having little knowledge regarding global politics and diplomacy, I was deeply passionate about the prospect of running through London on a field trip and ending up with MK's aristocratic British dreamboat played by a young Jesse Spencer. 
Yeah, he was he was such a great actor in that. And good hair. Mm-hmm. Fun hair. Um, also, Glenn pointed this out to me that in so little time, they Mary Kate played Chloe and Ashley played Riley. No shit, the opposite. Mary Kate plays Riley, Ashley plays Chloe, but in Winning London, they played the opposite first names. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And Glenn remarked, which makes sense because Mary Kate is absolutely a Riley. I agree. She does seem like a Riley. The Wikipedia page for Winning London says, Nevertheless, tribulations are weathered and lessons learned about sportsmanship, overlooked friends, and learning to enjoy one's youth. I've never learned to enjoy my youth. That's why I'm getting old and have never been happy. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Mm-hmm. They In 2001, they do the favorite adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley, which I'm going to, I'm not even going to worry about. That can eat my fuck. <laughs> but then they do Holiday in the Sun. Um, it says here that Mary-Kate plays Madison. Oh, I remember that. It has Austin Nichols. He was in mm-hmm. One Tree Hill. <gasps> yeah. And Megan Fox was in this. And what? She was, was she the mean girl? Yeah. She was like a stereotypical mean girl. Brianna. Yeah, did- so Alex and Madison are in the Bahamas for winter break. And then there's like this dude stealing shit. So, I just want to say, if you named your kid Brianna after 2001, after you saw Holiday in the Sun, you're a fool. Yeah, honestly, if the name Brianna wasn't ruined for you in 2001, then there's really no hope for you. You're not even worth our time. Unless your name is Brianna and you're nice and I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't hate all Briannas, just most of them. (laughs) And we have a valid reason. Yeah, we stand by that. I'm looking at uh, IMDb for this info, and it, it has pictures of the Jonas Brothers smiling huge as an ad on each side of it. And I'm like, <sighs> they're so pure. calm down. Okay, well, I love that, and I will never say no to a Joe Bros ad. I, I enjoy the Jonas Brothers as much as the next person. Like, do you know how much I loved Hold On by them when I was like 15? Mm-hmm. And I thought Joe Jonas was so dreamy. I'm more of a Nick fan myself. I know, because you're a cradle robber. (laughs) If you were into Kevin, you're a lesbian now. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's like a a tweet. I'm sorry. I'll look it up and credit them someday. Oh, shit. I just got a notification from Anchor that said, your podcast got two plays last week. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do it all for. (laughs) We do it all for you too. The other day, Suge and I were just like flipping through TV channels, old school style, just whatever was on. And the 25th anniversary of Les Miserables, Les Miserables <laughs> concert was being replayed. And little did we know that Nick Jonas was Marius in that. Like he appeared on screen and started singing. I had a heart attack. His cheekbones look great. His cheekbones, his hair, his eager eyes. His aura. His beautiful voice with that little, like, intentional, stylized kind of crack. Anyway, let's get back to the task at hand, and that's contemplating the life and career of the Olsen twins. The life and times. 
I don't have a problem with the names Riley and Chloe, but like them paired up as twin names is so cutesy to me. It's too cutesy. In fact, many of their twin names have at least one that ends with that little E sound. Should we talk about it? <laughs> I'm not afraid to tackle that issue, are you? Okay, so there's Mel and Allie in Passport to Paris, Emily and Tess, Billboard Dad, Maddie and Abby, Our Lips Are Sealed, Chloe and Riley. Madison and Alex. Okay, so no E. Kylie and Taylor in Getting There. Charlie and Layla in Win in Rome. Shane and Lizzie in The Challenge. And Wait, Roxy there- and Jane in New York Minute. Yeah, Roxy and Jane is super cutesy, first of all. No offense if you have a last, the end of your name. Like, Jenny's name is Jenny. Yeah, that's my name. There's another person in our, our realm whose name is Amy. Yeah. And she's pretty cutesy. Getting there is the one where they go to the 2002 Winter Olympics in Park City. Oh my gosh. And they they should all have those 2002 Olympic berets, but they don't. There's someone I see at church every week, and he often wears his 2002 Salt Lake City Olympics beret to church. I love that person. Yeah, it's very pure. He understands the value of Salt Lake. And our readiness for the Olympics at any time. Roots berets. <laughs> okay, well, in 2003, they were in the the premiere. They went to the premiere of Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, which is the um, the sequel to the original Charlie's Angels. And they're like, they were, appeared in the movie as future angels for like a second. Oh, wow. Yeah. But did we talk about when in Rome? No, I've seen that one so many times. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Oh, yeah. This one is the one where, like, they um, are both kind of bad at their jobs and keep getting fired, right? They get fired because they were, like, framed or something. Oh. Because some hating-ass Italian was like, I don't want them to have this. I don't want them to succeed and be happy. Yeah. So they did win in Rome in 2002, then the challenge, which neither of us have seen. And we don't, we're not going to see it. And we don't care to. So in 2004, they received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and they were the youngest people to ever receive a star. Wow. That was also the year that New York Minute came out. One of them is like a baddie and wants to sneak out to go see Simple Plan. Is that Mary-Kate? Yeah, I think so. And then Ashley is Jane, the reserved one. Um, Surprise, surprise, their mom is dead in that (laughs) movie. And Dr. Drew plays their dad. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a silver fox in it. Eugene Levy? Oh, yeah. He's, like, trying to track them. Yeah. He's, like, the one following them. And Andy Richter has, like, an Asian accent. What? Oh, wait. We skipped over so little time. And what is their other TV show called? It's called Two of a Kind. So their other TV shows that weren't Full House did not last very well. I can remember an episode of that where Sally, the dad's friend because their mom's dead in that show um she goes on a date with this dude and she thinks he has a bra on when she hugs him at night and then like ghosts him but he was wearing a heart monitor on their date but and she felt the strap wow isn't that complex very complex that was so little time or two of a kind it was two of a kind i remember that show about a single father who has his hands raising twin sisters mary kate and ashley so they just go by their names and that mm-hmm. then their other tv show was so little time yeah 2001 to 2002 
they played Riley and Chloe. Now that I'm older, I can appreciate that their dad was cute. Yeah. Not Bob Saget, the dad from <laughs> Two of a Kind. With, um, if you think about it, Full House, they also had a dead mom. Why are they so into the dead mom narrative? Hmm. If anyone's a psychologist and knows the answer, bang my line. Our two listeners. <laughs> so our, to our two listeners, bang Allison's line. Yeah, so Ashley pretty much stopped acting in 2004 after New York Minute. And Mary-Kate, I'm not going to say she continued acting, but I guess she did because she was in Weeds for eight episodes in 2007. She was in The Wackness. Yeah, she was in The Wackness in 2008. She's in one episode of something called Samantha Who, a TV series that I think maybe failed. And then her starring role... (laughs) In the movie Beastly as Kendra, who's like the modern day witch that casts a spell on Alex Pettifer and makes him, air quotes, ugly. ugly. He's still ripped. He's ripped and he just has like weird decorations on his body. It's an interesting film. It's definitely interesting. It has Neil Patrick Harris as a fake blind guy. Yeah. It's supposed to be an adaptation of Beauty and the Beast, if we didn't make that clear. Ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that movie's not great, and, um... I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad for saying that, (laughs) Mary-Kate. She's one of our two listeners. But that show, I'm pretty sure, has Broken Arrow by Pixie Law in it, and I love Pixie Law. She's a British singer cool will you sing that song for me um i'm a broken arrow okay that's definitely not what it sounds like whatsoever (laughs) jenny is besmirching the name of pixie lot but pixie lot already did that she was in the fred movies oh with lucas that we watch his youtube channel oh so it all comes full circle. Yeah, it does. Anyway, so that was the last movie Mary Kate was in. And I just want to say when she was on Weeds, she like dry humped a dude on a playground. <laughs> and I, fe- I was only like 16, 15, 16. And was just like, what the frick is this? I wasn't very edgy. Now you are. I'm so edgy. You're a baddie. Mm-hmm. And a boss hag. Exactly. Can we rank our top movies? Yeah. I'm going to say my favorite is New York Minute. Hmm. Is that basic? No. I just want to be a really complex and layered Mary-Kate and Ashley fan. My favorite is It Takes Two. That's a pretty good one. I mean, it holds up. It's still so strong. My next favorite is Billboard Dad, and then Winning London, then New York Minute, then Passport to Paris. So that's my top five. Wow. I already, I said one. I'm going to say my second favorite is Holiday in the Sun, just because one of them goes to, like, overnight jail in at the Atlantis Hotel. Whoa. You do have a dark side. It's, but it's the guy who she's dating. He, like, wears wife beaters. And then we'll say when in Rome, Passport to Paris, and Our Lips Are Sealed. Nice. But, I mean, I, I'm an equal opportunity Mary-Kate and Ashley friend um, all mk and a is good mk and a yeah they do a good job even when they're singing about selling their brother their or work like ethic is on point broccoli and chocolate melting together at the on the way home from the grocery store yeah that's like 
you have to be going through it to come up with that concept. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Now we're going to talk about them now. Yeah, we are. And how... So we go through all that, all those narratives where they're like meeting up with hot cuties and kissing G style. And then all of a sudden at this, in this day and age, actually probably in like 2016, Mary Kate marries this old ass mofo dude who's like 17 years older than her. Oliver, Olivier Sarkozy. They both love chain smoking so much. They have bowls of cigarettes at their reception, (laughs) which definitely says... I was a child billionaire. Also, it's a cry for help, right? They also had a really private wedding. They only invited like 50 people. Their wedding song was actually Rumors by Lindsay Lohan. I'm tired of rumors starting. I'm sick of being followed. I'm tired of people saying what they want about me. Why can't they back up off me? Why can't they let me live? (laughs) Mary-Kate and all... Olivier Sarkozy have received a lot of backlash for their 17-year age difference. One of those quoted as opposing is his ex-wife, Charlotte Sarkozy. She has gone so far as to call their May-December relationship grotesque. (laughs) (laughs) The word grotesque is the most vengeful word I can think of. Ashley has dated some older dudes as well. But when she was like younger she dated Justin Bartha who's really cute he was Riley in oh. um, um National Treasure yeah I love him he's a hot cutie that could have kissed them on one of their movies so I'm reading an article from intouchweekly.com and the article is entitled how did the Olsen twins end up dating weird old dudes tbh Ashley started it Ashley! (laughs) Incorrigible! So back in high school, they were both dating basically age-appropriate dudes who were about three years older. It says, though Mary-Kate is better known for her famously older husband, it seems like it was actually Ashley who started the trend. Yep, Ash snagged a 30-year-old boyfriend, a.k.a. a full 12 years older than her, when she was still just 18. Yeah, Mary-Kate has stepchildren, because her dude is so effing old. But to her credit, it's not like Celine Dion where she met her dude when he was 38 and she was 12. Yeah, that's messed up. But Ashley continued to date older dudes. She um, allegedly dated Johnny Depp, who was 23 years older than her at the time, and still. She dated a director who was 20 years older than her. I guess we should go back a smidge to 2008 when Mary-Kate was linked to Heath Ledger. Yeah, so Mary-Kate in 2008 was only discovered to have been linked to Heath Ledger after his death. We assume that she had been dating Heath Ledger for about three months before he died. Casual. Sources say that it was casual, not like exclusive or serious yet. So he, he was unconscious when his masseuse came. And she, for some reason, called Mary-Kate first yeah. instead of the police. Maybe she was just looking through his phone and saw that and got excited. Yeah, like saw that it was on speed dial and was like, oh my gosh, I love winning London. I think the only thing that people perceived as shady about it is that she refused to comment. But she refused to comment on where he got his many, many prescription drugs. Not on like what happened because she wasn't there. They seem like genuinely good people. 
And they just seem like so kind. I think they should become the president. (gasps) Both of them. I'm going to write a rom-com about two presidents. Falling in (laughs) love. Dueling presidents. Yeah. Do you identify as more of a Mary-Kate or more of an Ashley? More of an Ashley. I identify as more of a Mary-Kate. What what makes you say that? Um, I feel like she's a little bit edgier. She cuts loose a little bit more. Seems a little bit um, funnier. Um, I'm absolutely not funny. <laughs> and I can't dance. And I'm uptight. I'm actually an incredible dancer. So once again, I am Mary-Kate. But the point is they're beautiful. And they're also a little bit eerily mature and stoic. We were watching a thing and they showed a clip of them at age six where the lady was like, don't you ever want to just play? And they're like, no, we want to work. Yeah, they've been, they're very iconic. And very private and mysterious. So we're going to release this on Monday, June 17th. Four days after their 33rd birthday. Yeah. This is Mary-Kate Olsen signing out. This is Allison, who's not Ashley Olsen, unfortunately. (laughs) All right. Have a good summer, everybody. Bye. Bye.